0: Christmas has come and gone. I hope all of you had an amazing Christmas. As for me. Well, let's just say it was depressing and sad and sick. Well, what can I say? I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's other people around the world who were alone and who didn't have anybody to celebrate with, but that's fine. For me, Christmas has always been difficult. Now, the big test, New Year's. Will I be around for New Year's? I don't know my emotions get the best of me and I end up just having these thoughts go through my head. Now you're going to be wondering, but why? Well, a number of reasons why. Number one, the people that are in my life are no more. And it's just hard for me to continue on knowing they're not here to celebrate a new year. You know, if you look about you look back to the time in your life when you celebrated New Year's with your family. Each year was exciting and new. We're going into a different decade, you know. You went from, from you know, from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond, right? But my father never even got a chance to see the 21st century. He only made it to the 20th century in the early part. And I always wondered what would have happened if he would have lived. Because of everything that happened on the news, you know, all the stories that we've dealt with, from the 9-11 attacks to um, you know, all the other stuff in between. And I always my, said to myself, how would my father react to that? Because I know my father wasn't really a big news person. Now Everything he heard on the news, from the weather and on, he was very pessimistic. And he really didn't take kindly to what was saying, what was being said out there. He has a mind of his own, or had a mind of his own. He was a very um, blunt man. But he was a man that I looked up to and respected, and again, I miss him. I miss him and I miss everything that he represented. And then I look at my mother. Now she made it to the 21st century and everything that happened in between, but her death has really gotten to me. There's a part of me that just wants to not continue. Now, a lot of my colleagues or one of my colleagues said, but you have to. You have a purpose in this lifetime. It is hard. It's hard to say goodbye to the people that you once loved, but they're never going to be totally gone. They're with you in spirit. They're with you in your heart. You keep them alive in your heart. And it's true. You do keep the people that you once lost and loved in your heart forever because really nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can take that away from you. It's just been very difficult though. Holidays have never been easy for me. Holidays have always been very difficult. Um, I can't even remember a time when I was ever happy. Most of the times I spent crying, tears, yelling, screaming. Because again, there's nobody in the house with me, so I'm allowed to do that. But I also know that I have to get past it. It's just very difficult when you don't have someone to fall back on. And you think to yourself, am I going to get through this now? Again, my prophet had said to me, you are. You just have to believe. You cannot stop living. You have to continue. I'm trying to fulfill the legacy that both my mother and father left behind. But there is a part of me that I still need to find. I need to find who I am. Because I really don't know who I am. I don't know if I was meant to be born, and if I was meant to be born, why do I feel the way I do? Why do I feel like a part of me shouldn't have been born? Now you're gonna say, wait a minute now, why do, you, why do you think this? My mother and father, when they had children, they didn't talk about how many children they were gonna have, they just had children. Back then, Families just produced and multiplied. They didn't believe in birth control. There was no birth control back then. You had as many children as you had. But then you think to yourself, in the times that they lived, and the fact that they couldn't stay in their native land because there were no jobs over there and the cost of living was high, they were living in the villages. And you imagine bringing up your children in the villages what kind of a life would that be, would have been? Now, I wouldn't have minded, you know, for me, less is more, you know? I never asked for anything. I never asked for anything. I never asked, I never asked my parents for anything. You know, my father was a generous man and gave because that's what fathers do, right? Parents, both my parents gave. You, know, you didn't have to think, you didn't have to ask them twice. They gave, it came from their heart, right? Uh, but you asked yourself this question, why? Have I done enough for you to want to give me something? I always felt like if I asked somebody from, for something, I'm taking advantage of them and I don't want anybody to think that. That's why I don't ask. If my mother and father knew what I was going through now, they would just look at me with such sadness, but they would also be upset. Sometimes I don't even go to the store to get food. I let myself run out of food on purpose because, yes, everyone says you need food. You need to survive in this world. You can't just stop eating. I'm not, I don't stop eating altogether. It's just, I look out for the people that I care about and I put my own needs last. And they said, no, you have to think of yourself first before you put anybody else. And I'm like, I disagree. I think that people nowadays need help. They need support. They need guidance. They don't need to be laughed at. They don't need to be turned away. I don't like it when people make fun of me because I feel like you're not taking me seriously. And I don't like it when people assume things about me. Do not assume anything about me until you physically know me. You have to physically get to know me to understand where I'm coming from. You know, a lot of people don't understand me. They always try to figure out, what is Aphrodite all about? Why is she such a complicated woman? Why can't we get into her head? You can't. I have gotten my heart broken and I have gotten myself taken advantage of because they thought they could get one over on me. Maybe because I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I thought to myself, If I'm going to have somebody in my life, I want them to be real with me. Don't play games with me. Don't lie to me. Don't deceive me. I can't take that. If you cannot be honest with me, then there's a problem right there. How am I expected to trust and believe in you if you don't do it? If you don't... If you don't be honest with me. You always say honesty is the best policy. So my mother and father... Again, gave. My father... Gave me that statue. Every time I look at the statue he gave me, he came home one day from work and presented it to me. I said, But why? It's not my birthday. It's not a holiday. I gave it to you because I love you. Do I have to have a reason to give you something? No. I'm just. I don't think I deserve anything that anybody gives me. There's a part of me that wants to escape this world. I have plans to leave within a year to go back and find out who I am and where I came from. Now, a lot of people are going to ask, but why? Don't you know who you are? Don't you know that you came from a loving family? Well, I do, but there's a part of me that's missing. And until I can find out who I am, this answer will remain unresolved. I can never truly be happy with myself. I have questioned my existence since day one. My mother had said that when I was born, it was a blessed gift that she received from God. But I asked myself, what would have happened if I wasn't born? I think that my mother and father would have had it easier if I hadn't come into the picture. I think I caused more problems for them. And they said, don't ever think like that. Your mother and father loved you. They loved you. They could have easily said, okay, you know, if if that was the case, they would have a long time ago had said, hey, look, we can't afford to have another child. Then either you wouldn't have been born or they would have had you and given you up for adoption. They didn't do either of those things. They loved you and raised you. So that's something that you should be proud of. And that's something that you should take pride in. And then there's a part of me that feels that maybe it would have been better if I hadn't been... I ask myself the question that bears repeating. Why? Why am I here? I can't even begin to ask the question because there is a part of me that needs to figure it out. I do want to go back to Greece because I think Greece will hold the answers to what I'm looking for. You know, if I can go back to where they grew up, there's a part of me that wants to find that. Maybe there's someone there that knew them, knew of them and their circumstances. Then maybe I could tell my story clearly. Because right now I'm hearing bits and pieces of what my family was all about. And I asked my mother what it was like growing up, but she couldn't talk about it. And and the same thing with my father. And then I found out well, they had it difficult. You know, if you're living in deep poverty, there's nothing to smile about. Everything wasn't always pleasant every day was always the same thing routine after routine trying to survive in a, in, a, in a depressing dark world if you can go back to that time you'd understand you know again they did survive with what little they had but it's hard when you have children how do you how do you provide for them you know you want to make their days filled with sunshine and happiness not with sadness and put them to work at a young age they couldn't even be children their childhood was robbed, and then you think to yourself, I had it easy. Well, yes, I did and I didn't. I sometimes feel guilty for the things that were given to me. I said I don't want it. I'd rather have nothing. And they're like, oh come on, no. Seriously. I'm not happy with my circumstances now. And when I look at my own life, I don't like what I have. You know everybody always takes pride in the things they have. They show off all the things they have. Like things are more important than people no people are more important things come and go people cannot be replaced if you can try to understand that you cannot replace a person god forbid oh yeah there's a whole bunch of us running around somewhere that we are the same god forbid i do not want to find a clone of me because i would think that there was something a little strange about that And I do know that when you look at movies and people are living in poorer sections, you feel bad for them. They could only afford what they have, but they're not complaining about it. The only time they complain is if they run out, and I get it. Now for me, I can easily go to the store and get food, but I don't want to. The last time I had the attack, I was just so beside myself. I said, is it because of the people, the atmosphere? Was it too hot in the store? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've had a panic attack. My heart races really quickly and I'm like, oh my God. Am I going to have this again repeated? Now, luckily, I wasn't alone, but still. A part of me just felt that I saw my life just kind of flashing. Bits and pieces. You know, you ever look back at a time in your life when you were young. You look at your home video of yourself when you were little. You say, I can't believe that was me in the video and all the things that I did. I amused myself, I made myself laugh. Then I think about all the things that happened after. The happiness turned to sadness, there was tragedy. Every person that I ever came close to loving, I lost them and I don't know why. And I always thought I was the bad luck charm. When people used to hang around me, bad things would happen. When everyone said to me, but you have premonitions, but the premonitions I have are not of good. They're of bad. If you know someone who has something bad happen to them, you can't go and run and tell them. You can't. That's kind of like, I'm breaking a code here if I do that. I only want to tell people good things not bad things because you really do you want to hear someone come up to you and say guess what I heard something bad about you you don't want to hear that you want to block it out right but for me premonition wise it's not really a gift it's more of a curse because look how many times that happened Well, the premonitions I have of my own family of their passing do you think that I wanted that to happen no but I feel guilty if I hadn't had the dream, I think my father would have been alive and well. And If I hadn't had the premonition with my mother, I think she would have been alive and well. If I had not called the paramedics, she would have had peaceful, a peaceful passing. But no, I was selfish because I wanted her around still, even though I knew she was in pain. That image, I can't get out. Then lately, I've been having these dreams of... of, of I get happiness with someone, and then it gets taken away from me. Is it me? Am I supposed to be waiting for something to happen? I don't wanna stick around to find out. I think that my time here is almost up. Now I'm looking at someone who reminds me of my mother. She's famous. Now I don't know if any of, any of you know her. She's Iberi Okaro or Ibeli Okoro. She has qualities of my mother. I don't know why. Because, see, the the roles that she plays, I have her playing mother figures, okay? But, again, she's a beautiful woman. She has similar qualities to my mother. When I look at her, I just, she reminds me of my mother. That if I can meet her in person, I would be a happy woman. You know, sometimes certain people that you watch on television have an influence on you. If you go back to their biography, you say, hey, I was like them. We, they grew up normal. They didn't go into the acting world. Everyone seems to think that when you're up there in entertainment, you've done it all your life. No. You go through class. You go through learning and teaching and, and, and really developing your own. If I can put myself out there, I would. Now, I'm hoping that 2023, people will see me come onto the platform come out onto a video, come out on television and you can see for yourself what I'm talking about. See, I think if I can help all of you to achieve your dreams, to go out with what you want, to go after what you want and not be afraid, because again, fear we don't want to have. We want to push fear out the door. If I could do that for all of you, then I will have done something for myself, but for everybody else. Because in the end, I wanna help someone achieve their dreams. A lot of people wanna make a better life. They don't wanna stay in one location. You don't have to. If you want to, you can get yourself out of there. You can pick up and leave. A lot of people say it's easier said than done. No, you just have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. You have to say to yourself, I have to do this. What's my alternative? Staying here in one, one area for the rest of my life? No, no there is a part of me that wants to go someplace else yeah I've lived here all my life but do you think I'm happy I want to go somewhere new and exciting and maybe meet up with different people find out all about them and where they come from you know do some kind of a a, 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 have a virtual history lesson because I feel that that's important you know when you're going out and trying to find your roots that's exciting it's like you're going to meet somebody for the first time you're going to find out so much about them if I can. If I can take those two pieces of me and put them back together, I will be complete. See, right now I'm incomplete. And I tried so hard to understand why. My family didn't acknowledge me. That tells you they don't care. And everybody else, well, the only people that acknowledge were people from work. They're my second family. <laughs> you know, we. we st- Together as a team, we're trying to move up into the world, you know. And I want to be able to make adjustments. I want to be able to start off fresh. But there's a part of me that is scared. A really big part of me that just is afraid. And I think that it's going to happen. Far sooner than you think. I just... I want to believe that there's a part of me that wants to have peace and joy. I want to have peace and joy. I want to have... I want to have have prosperity. I want to have a life with someone. I want to have future. I want to have make a creation, make something great happen. I want the both of us to have that. But I also don't want us to be pushed into it. You know, everyone seems to think that when you're when you have someone in your life, you want to protect them as much as you can. People do talk. I'm actually going to talk about it in the next episode. Can you determine who's real and who's not? There are ways to find out. Let me just give you a little information though. Because again, I'm not on social media. And when I am on social media, it's for a brief second. Okay? I haven't been on any of the other social media platforms. But there is a young woman that's pretending to be me. And a lot of my contacts or one of my contacts, Yeah, I was talking to someone. I thought I was talking to you. And I'm like, and what what made you think that, that it was me? He goes, oh, you know, we were having a conversation. Let me ask you a question. There is a way to find out if you're really talking to that person. Start asking a lot of questions and give, don't even give them time to look up the information because if you were really talking to someone real, they wouldn't think twice. They would tell you everything about them. They wouldn't have to say, oh, excuse me for one minute. If they take a long time to answer, that means they're looking at the information. That's what they're doing. You can tell, play PI, ask so many questions that they all have a hard time answering them. And if they give you one wrong answer, you know you're dealing with someone who's a phony. I've come across people that are trying to pretend to be somebody they're not. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? You're taking someone else's identity and making it your own, shame on you. What are you ashamed of your own identity? Come out and show me who you are. You know, I may be able to give you the benefit of the doubt. But don't try to pretend to be someone you're not, and I definitely don't want someone to be me. One is enough. I don't need to have a clone of me. And everyone says to me, "Oh yeah, and this woman, and she said she did all this But she, but wait a minute, now, did you did you ask her about her life story? Ask her about cancer. She will stumble upon that if you say, "What kind of cancer did you have?" And then you can kind of like intervene. You can be like, oh, wait a minute, you don't have to look it up. I just want to know what kind of cancer you, have. I mean, you claim you're her. What kind of cancer did you have? Now, if she can't answer the question, right then and there, you know you're dealing with someone who's a fake. Because with me, I could tell you everything I went through with my illness. And I don't have to think twice. I just remember it. There are things in my life I've never forgotten. But some people think, well, I gotta dig up in this information so that I can become this person. No, when you do that, you know what you're doing? That's a slap in the face. You're taking someone's good name and making it your own. When you yourself can't come out and tell me who you are, what are you ashamed of? Are you ashamed to tell me who you are? Because if you're telling me you are, that's someone, prove it. See, right now, we're living in times where that's what people are doing. They are pawning upon innocent people because they think they can You're taking someone's good name and trashing it. See, I sometimes want to change who I am. Go someplace far away so that nobody can hurt me. Because here in America, oh my God, you know, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anyone. My father and mother says, if there's something bothering you, speak up. Well, that's what I'm doing to all of you. I'm speaking up. Cause I just don't like to hear about people getting taken advantage of, getting used and hurt. I don't like that. Stop picking on somebody that on your. Do me a favor. Don't bully anybody. The day you start to bully tells me the kind of person you are. If you were like that when you were a young child and now you've done it, doing it as an adult, shame on you. Who taught you? I'm sure your parents can say, hey, in order for you to get some something in this lifetime, you have to go and bully people and strong arm them. Don't do that. I can tell you an incident what happened to me on one of my jobs, but I don't want to. Why? Because it was so long ago, and the fact that I wasn't believed, well, there you go. That tells you. That tells you that I don't trust anybody. So I let it go. But it did hurt me for a while. Because, you know, they took advantage of me. They took advantage of my good nature, you know? It was like my father when he worked in the nightclub. They accused him of stealing. Do you have proof? Do you have proof that my father took something? No. You know, he came in when they asked him to. He stayed late when they asked him to. He even came in on a day when he didn't have to work. He was devoted and dedicated to his job. When you accuse him of something and you don't have proof, shame on you. And then of course they put stress on him. He had the heart attack. And then they said, well, we don't want you back because we're afraid you may get another heart attack. But did you ever stop to think you're the ones who gave him the heart attack? You put that much pressure on him. How dare you? You call yourself second family? His own family wouldn't turn him away. Why did you turn him away? But then him and the owner didn't get along with each other. So he said, you know what? I've had my time with this company. It's time for me to move on. So he did. He focused on his family, his own that shows you that my father had character my father didn't take anything from anybody when somebody starts to do that to you shame on you i always say in any time of need or any time of crisis think about the people that are in your life put them up there as number one when you start to overwork and put your job first and foremost and you forget about the people in your life shame on you don't even talk to me i don't want you around me if you're going to do that See, I I put my work second. Even though now things are moving and and we're, we're starting to do other stuff, I just feel that when you start to do that, it tells me the type of person you are, that you put your job over the people that you love. If something happens, God forbid, God forbid they get sick or something tragic happens and you decided, hey, I have plenty of time to see them. No, you don't. Because again, here today, gone tomorrow. Again, that's fact. That's a part of life we have to deal with. I myself can't. I cannot bear the thought of losing someone else to death. Death is all around me, all right? I'm immune to it. I have been to more funerals than weddings. I have been to more uh, memorial services than receptions. What does that tell you? But life is short, right? We shouldn't take the people we have in our life for granted. We should tell them every single day, even if it's for a brief moment. The I've noticed that when you talk on the phone with someone, they don't have time to talk with you. And if they do, they have somebody in the background talking to them. Can't you call me when you're, late, when you're by yourself? I don't like it when people have their friends behind in the background because it makes me feel bad. I don't have anybody in the background. It's just me, myself, and I. Sometimes you hear the TV, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you hear the cats, sometimes you don't. I'm by myself in this house. I have nobody to talk to, and for good reason. I just don't like the idea of someone playing into my emotions. I just feel that I've gone through that pain. I don't want to go through it again. I just don't like it anymore. Do You know, my mother and father always took up for me. Whenever the family attacked me, my mother and father, my mother more so, she goes, oh, don't listen to you. Don't listen to them. You are better. You can achieve so much in this lifetime. Don't let them get to you. Don't let anyone get to you, but it's hard sometimes. Do you know how difficult it is that I have to sit there and prove to my family, hey, don't look after me. Now, see, my family was mad at me. That's why they didn't get in touch with me to wish me me a happy holidays, see? Because they said, oh, lately you don't wanna be around us. You're right, I don't. I wanna be by myself, why? Because I need time to reflect. I have too many things going through my head right now, and some of it's not pleasant. But see, they don't seem to understand that. And maybe one day when I get myself financially set, the decision to, to leave will be not far behind. And what I want to do is just travel. Just to go to different places to see if I can sustain living someplace else. Be in a new world. Be somewhere different. Where nobody knows me. Now, if all of you follow me, like, oh my God, don't I know you? I listen to you every single day on your podcast. Well, I am not on every single day. I, I do it on days like today when I'm off. And, and I also do it, you know, when... I can get the audience's attention. I want all of you to know that thank you for everything, for being faithful, loyal audience members. I am trying to reach more global countries. I'm looking at the percentages of people that are listening to me. I am appealing to one continent that is near and dear in my heart. And everyone's going to say, what country? Africa. Why? Well, I have a lot of people that live in many parts of Africa and I feel like one day when I want to travel in those areas, I want to be able to meet those people and establish and break bread with them, you know, it would be nice. Now they want to come over here and they want to do that one day and they said, well, where am I going to go? Well, maybe I can open up my home to you, you know you know you don't have to pay any rent or anything just get yourself situated get a job and and there's rooms I have two rooms that are not occupied but see I don't want to do that why because I want all of you to try to see if you can get here on your own with my help I mean I can I can say hey I know this person and I know what they want to do they have goals and dreams. And I can help you find a place to live and and situate you here. And then you can understand it's not so bad here. I think my one of my LinkedIn contacts, who I consider my younger brother, I said, come down here. Oh, it's money. I know it's money. But it's not impossible. If you make yourself believe that you can, you can make your dreams come true. You can make things happen. Hey, we can do our show from over here. Two worlds meet as one, you know. Global, international, meet domestic. That's something to think about, you know. Have an international audience, but also domestically. That's the one thing that I've always dreamed of. And I think it would draw in a huge audience and not just in that part of the world, every part of the world, not excluding any of the other continents. But my heart goes to all of you. Why? Well, number one, I don't like how things are down there. I'm hearing from people, medical care needs to be improved. There's not enough electricity, there's not enough food, everything's expensive, why is that? You know, I don't get it, we are separated. This whole part of the world is separated, right? So you have rich, middle class, poor, very poor, poverty. Where do you draw the line from? Now here in America, anywhere in America, everyone seems to think, oh, everybody's upper class. Please, believe me when I tell you that is not true. Why? Well, look where I live. I live in a town that's divided. The town is divided. You go from upper, upper middle class to upper middle class to middle class to poor to very poor. Now where I live, it's middle class, right? But again, I'm not putting labels on me. I'm not putting labels on the people that live in this town. God forbid. The thing I want to tell all of you is, doesn't matter what your status is. It's what's coming from your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody understands that. Everyone seems to think, Oh my God, I heard about the town you live in. Yeah, the town I live in is famous. You're right. It's loaded with people. Entertainers. But see, they're making a living. That's what they're, they're making a living. That's their job. They are people. They are people doing a job just like anyone else in any industry. You know, I can be famous and get an award in my name and go up there and be presented on live television. I'll be famous for five minutes, five minutes, while the rest of you will do it the rest of your lives. But you wanna know something? We are all one and the same. We're trying to survive in this world. It hasn't been easy. It's not impossible either. I think we should all come together as one and be united. And I think that for 2023, I want it to be magical for all of us. I want us to go out there and be better versions of ourselves and kick butt. Let someone come for you. Let someone pursue you. Don't go after someone. Let them come to you. Because one day you will be discovered. And I'm hoping the same will happen to me. That's why I'm trying to plead all of you. Producers, directors, anybody, interviewers on podcasts, anybody out there, please tune in to me. Contact me by email, by LinkedIn, any way you can find me. I'm around because I want to get my recognition here. So I'm going to say have a Merry Christmas and a prosperous new year. A Happy New Year to all of you. God bless all of you. Take care.